Welcome to Chats. This is the clinical hints and topics in spinal cord injury, where we bring you insightful interviews chatting about all things SCI related, from patient stories to experiences and clinical insights and tips as clinicians. I am Kristen Cizat, and this is Uzair Hamad. And we bring you this podcast through the Spinal Cord Injury Special Interest Group, a component of the Academy of Neurologic Physical Therapy, a subcomponent of the American Physical Therapy Association. The views or opinions expressed of the individuals that have created this episode do not necessarily represent the possession of the uh, AMPT. So thank you guys all for joining us today. And if you have any information that you would like on the special interest group or the AMPT, please visit www.neuropt.org. So today we're going to talk with Casey Handlery and Dana Kale, and we are so excited for both of them to be here. Casey received her doctorate of physical therapy from University of South Carolina and is a board-certified clinical specialist in neurologic PT with over six years of clinical experience in acute care and outpatient settings. Currently, Dr. Handlery is an assistant professor in the School of Physical Therapy at the Arkansas College of Health Education. She earned the 2020 Early Career Award and 2023 Outstanding Advocacy Award, both from the AMPT. Dr. Handlery has presented research at local, national, and international conferences specifically related to the physical therapy attrition, upper extremity task-oriented training and chronic stroke, and community-based physical activity interventions for individuals with neurologic conditions. Dr. Dana Kale is an assistant professor in the School of Physical Therapy at the Arkansas College of Health Education. She received her doctorate of physical therapy from the University of England in 2015 and a doctor of education degree in adult and lifelong learning from the University of Arkansas in 2023. And she is also a graduate of the American Physical Therapy Association's Fellowship in Higher Education Leadership. Dana is also board certified as a clinical specialist in neurologic physical therapy with more than 30 years of clinical experience, primarily treating individuals with neurologic disorders. In 2022, she received the Arkansas chapter of the American Physical Therapy Association's Outstanding Physical Therapist Award. Throughout her experience, she has seen firsthand the benefits of regular exercise on an individual's physical and emotional health. She prioritizes facilitating her patients' integration into group wellness activities beyond the walls of the physical therapy clinic. We are so excited to have you both. Welcome. Thank you. Now, before we ask you guys to dive deeper into your community-based organization, I just want to give our listeners a little bit more of a background so we're all caught up to speed. So we're going to be discussing their program called Shift Arkansas, which allows those with disabilities um, to be empowered physically, emotionally, and mentally by being able to be provided a free, twice-weekly, community-based adaptive CrossFit programming. Uh, Individuals with neurologic diagnosis can participate in this program, including those with spinal cord injury and their care partners, which I think is super special. All right. So let's get started by describing a little bit about the program. So I'll let you guys tell us about this CrossFit program that you guys have created for those with neurologic injuries, especially spinal cord injury. Um, And let's get started just with the background on the program. Yeah, so Shift Arkansas really began uh, when Reed, my husband, and I interviewed for the academic positions here at the Arkansas Colleges of Health Education. 
And we searched for community-based organizations here in Fort Smith that serve individuals with spinal cord injury. And we found nothing, zip, zero. So we felt compelled to come to this area and uh, together with Dana, change the culture surrounding physical activity for people with spinal cord injury. So we partnered first with a local CrossFit box, CrossFit Fort Smith, which is owned by Wes and Kelly Sadler. And we literally couldn't do this without them. And then we applied for grants. Uh, The three of us have received over $120,000 from the Craig H. Nielsen Foundation and the Christopher and Dana Reeve Foundation that helped provide adaptive equipment and provide money for the class fees to host these twice-weekly group-based adaptive CrossFit classes for people with spinal cord injury and their care partners. So that's one aspect that's kind of unique about this programming. Um, We know that care partner health is just as important. And care partners are often left sitting in the waiting room in traditional physical therapy models. And they don't actively participate in exercise. We know that their physical activities or levels are low as well. So um, we aim to change that with these programs. So now we have 20 people-ish participating in the classes, um, ranging from C3 tetraplegia to L3 cauda equina injuries. Um, The classes are led by Reed, Dana, myself, and Layton who's another physical therapist that works with us. Um, Reed and Layton are CrossFit coaches. And then Dana and I come in with our NCS and we help adapt the exercises and kind of run around and make sure everybody's safe with their exercises. Um, And so, yeah, it's really unique. Um, One last thing that we've done that's unique about the program, we've integrated it into our physical therapy education model. So it's uh, part of the integrated clinical experiences for our students So they rotate through CrossFit as a rotation, as a physical therapy student to help educate them on the importance of providing these opportunities for individuals with spinal cord injury and how to maybe start these programs in their future. That is so cool. What drew you to CrossFit um, specifically when you guys started this program? So despite what people might think, CrossFit is inherently accessible. Um, And the three main CrossFit principles really lend themselves well to adaptive exercise. So most CrossFit boxes are an older warehouse or, you know, these buildings that are very accessible. And the concept to equipment line, the row ergometers, the ski ergometers are incredibly accessible. They make an adaptive wide base for the ski ergometer that allows individuals with power and manual wheelchairs to roll right up and access the equipment. And they'll actually send you the adaptive handle holders for free as well. So CrossFit itself is a very adaptive um, sport. And then the increase in the adaptive divisions with CrossFit kind of helped us be more public as a program as well with the uh, increased popularity of the adaptive divisions of CrossFit. Awesome, very cool. So we have a background and solid foundation of what the project is. What would you say is the current aim of the project? And also, is it involved with any research studies or research projects? If you could speak a little bit to that. Yeah, so we're investigating the effects of this adaptive CrossFit programming on the physical and psychosocial health of people with spinal cord injury and their care partners. Um, We've collected research data over the past two years of programming, and we've presented these findings at the Central States chapter of the American College of Sports Medicine, as well as the APTA's combined section meeting in San Diego. So even more exciting, uh, the manuscript is currently under review with physical therapy, so we can't wait to hear back from them. 
Very cool. All right, so tell us a little bit about how this program has impacted your local SCI community. So I am not super familiar with the area that you guys live in Arkansas, but you know, tell me a little bit about what what drew you guys to to creating this program and how it's impacted your community. So um, I think it's important to kind of think we've been doing this for almost two years now. And um, two years ago, people were coming right out of the pandemic. And a lot of the activities that our spinal cord patients had been engaged in, they hadn't been doing for at least two years. There was a basketball group that got together and um, they just have been stuck at home. So this was a really good time for them to get out of the house Um some of the guys that are in the class have known each other previously from playing basketball together, but really that's all that was in the area. And that hasn't even been happening for the last two years. So they were very socially isolated. So um, bringing them together as um, a group of older guys who knew each other, plus some new members has really, um, they've met new peers and they've met people that um, share the same experiences that they do. And um so it's really become more of a support group and, you know, a support group, just like everyone. When we get together with workout groups, we get to know the people that in our, are in our class and, and we support each other. And this group, they're they're doing that, too. And Casey and I have um, seen like some of the older gentlemen or men who have, have been in the chair longer, you know, showing the younger ones how to change their brakes or how to fix their tires or giving them um, hints on their how they should be sitting in their chair or what sort of equipment they have. And it's really great to see it kind of grow organically like that. Um, one of our members has started a Facebook page for um, all of the spinal cord injury people in the low in the area. And it has a lot of not just people in our class, but other people can sign up for that Facebook page and talk to each other about, you know, if there's equipment that might they don't need anymore, they might need to sell or give away, or if there's other research participant opportunities that they could sign up for, um, or other activities going on. Like this is Arkansas, so fishing is a big thing. They they um, they know about the fishing derbies and things like that. Um, so it's really a great way. To, it moves beyond just exercising and CrossFit into their community. Um, support. Very cool. I absolutely love that. I think it would be helpful if you can provide any advice for someone who's looking to start a similar type of adaptive program in their area, whether that's a CrossFit or any type of fitness program. I feel like this is such an amazing project and I'm sure others would love to implement something like this. Absolutely. I think first and foremost, the thing that has really helped us is, um, buy-in from the gym owner um, and having it in a facility that is a gym, not a physical therapy clinic so much, you know, have music and make it the atmosphere. And we can't say um, enough about Wes and Kelly, how wonderful they've been. And they have been supportive and really have, um, you know, bought into this program as well. And I think it's also important to make sure that you're thinking long-term and you want to make it as sustainable as possible because, a lot of times people know that maybe you're if you're just doing research, you're only going to be there for a couple months and then you're going to leave them high and dry. So we're really, really, um, you know, making this um, sustainable. So as we've entered it into our curriculum, we can keep going forever and we're never going to just say, oh, sorry, the research is done. You're off on your own now. So that's really important. Mm -hmm. and, and I think. 
Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to ask, how did you guys go? How did you go about gaining buy-in from the from the CrossFit gym owners? Um, how can this benefit them, or how did you go about go about that? That's a great question. So, um, Reed, my husband, was the one who originally reached out to uh, I think four different CrossFit boxes in the area, and only one answered back. So, um, finding that person is a special person. So Wes's father passed away from a cardiac event. So physical fitness and health is near and dear to his heart. And he's at every workout if he can be. So it's finding that person that maybe has a personal connection, or even if they don't, once they see the value of having an accessible opportunity for individuals who normally maybe aren't welcome or don't feel welcome in a typical Mm -hmm. gym setting, they love coming to CrossFit and working out and the gym owner being able to see that I think is, is pretty special. So I think you've got to find that person who has maybe a personal connection and, or who's just open to the idea. Yes. And I love, especially in a a world where visits are so limited these days and the amount of time we actually get um, face to face with clients is diminishing to have something sustainable outside of the rehab clinic is really a great um, concept that you guys have started. So we we in Orlando have a similar project that we've kind of talked a little bit about. So it's been really neat. I've learned so much from Casey and Reed um, throughout this process, learning from some of the things that they found were really helpful and some of the things that were challenges along the way. So it's really neat if you can find somebody who's had an experience starting a program like this, because these types of things can be started in communities all over the place. And especially if you live in a smaller town that maybe doesn't has, have as much access, I think it's so important, like what you guys have done here to bring um, bring the resources to your community. Don't make our clients go to big cities that cost a fortune for them to have to travel to. So what what an awesome thing you guys have done. Yeah, I think people might get overwhelmed by the idea of starting a project like this initially, but um, it seems like it's really just about, like you said, finding that right person, reaching out and just trying to get started. And I guess all the pieces fall fall together. Absolutely. And I think um, finding those funding organizations like Craig H. Nielsen Foundation and Christopher and Dana Reeve Foundation that can um, provide those foundational grants, maybe less research-based, they can be used for research, but really finding those community organizations that are willing to fund projects like this, um, because it is intimidating to get that off the ground. But if you have a funder like that behind you, it definitely makes that process a little easier. Yeah. Awesome. I do have a really quick question. One more, um, just out of curiosity, for your members, do they... Is it part of the grant? Do they get charged like a fee to come per class? Is it free service? How does that work? Do you want to answer this one, Dana? No, go ahead. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so the grants pay for them to come. So it is completely free, um, which is really nice. And what you again is that both the individual with spinal cord injury receives a free membership as well as their care partner. So we're really trying to support um, the care partner integration. Um, It's definitely helped our participants be more accountable when they have somebody else relying on them to come. Um, And even when somebody doesn't show up in general, they're going to contact each other or ask where they were this week. But um, yeah, it's completely free, which again, we couldn't do without the support of Craig H. Nielsen Foundation and Christopher and Dana Reed Foundation. 
Yes. I love the caregiver aspect. That's super unique. And I don't, I haven't seen that in many, many programs. So what a cool, um, what a cool angle that you guys have taken on this. Well, we really appreciate you guys coming to to talk with us today. Um, In the show notes, we will leave uh, Casey and Dana's contact information. So if you are interested in starting a program in your area and just are looking for advice or questions, I think both of them would be more than willing to kind of help steer you in the right direction. Um, But we really appreciate both of you guys uh, talking with us today. It's been a pleasure to be here and share share the word, spread the word. Do you guys have any any last messages you'd like to leave with the audience? Yeah, I think everybody has the right to do, to burpee and we <laughs> want to support that and spread that throughout uh, the United States for sure. Yes. I love it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. We really appreciate it. Well, thank y'all. You're welcome. All right. And that's the end of our chat for today. Thank you so much to our listeners for joining us. And thank you to the ANPT for hosting this podcast. Until next time, we're your host, Uzair Hamad and Kristen Cizat.